So here's one of life's hardest questions. How to enjoy the daily grind? Basically, how to enjoy Groundhog's Day and how to make the mindset shift that the daily grind can be the daily find. So if you haven't seen the movie Groundhog's Day, first of all, what's wrong with you? It's a great movie. Go rent it tonight. But here's the basic premise. The main character, Bill Murray, goes through the same exact mundane day. Day after day after day, painting through literally everything being the exact same. Everything from the words of others around him that speak to him all the way to stepping in the same mud puddle on his walk to work. The same day, the Groundhog's Day. It won't stop. It just keeps replaying itself over and over again like a broken record playing the most annoying song that you want to smash the entire record player into a million pieces onto the pavement. Same with the day for Bill Murray. The monotony of the same day got to the point where he began to try to end his life. For the sole fact, he didn't want to have to go through the same thing time and time and time again for the rest of his life. But that's kind of how it is, isn't it? It's kind of how life is. Think about it. You might have some great moments in your life, like an exotic vacation uh, to a beautiful crystal clear water island, white sands. And the moment that sticks out to you is a spontaneous. We all want to think of ourselves as having those moments more often than not, the spontaneous moments. But in reality, life is a grind. Life is the consistency of the same thing, the routine day after day after day. And some of us might have these defining moments that stick out more than others. And the reality is, though, 99% of us, 99% of life is spent in the daily grind, the day-to-day. Getting up in the morning when you want to sleep in. Going to a job that we might not be overly excited to spend eight hours at. Driving back home through traffic to our mailbox full of bills that we have no idea how we can pay. And how can they be that ridiculously high just for a water bill? And then to the dinner table with our families and conversations of how was your day, that we could almost put our lives on autopilot. Because we have the same day. We have the same answer. It's a daily grind, the Groundhog's Day of life. It's a reality. It's true. And as much as we want the movie itself to be a fantasy, it's really not. It's actually very true. Now the question is to you, to all of us, Are you going to enjoy that reality? Are you going to embrace that reality of the daily grind of life? Or are you going to look at it like Bill Murray did until he figured it out? I won't spoil it for you. But are you going to look at it as a daily grind or a daily find? And the only one that makes that decision is you. It's your choice. That's the mindset shift you have to make. So I'm going to tell you a story here of my own experience in this situation. The Harlem Globetrotters. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, you've probably heard of them. And and smile probably comes to your face when you think about them. The fun-loving Harlem Globetrotters family event using the same game of basketball to bring all the families together through comedic tricks, goofy stunts, upbeat energy to make basketball basically a Broadway production. You see it advertised everywhere and everybody everybody gets a laugh out of the Harlem Globetrotters and you're probably smiling right now thinking about it but 
ask yourself this question. Have you ever wondered about the players on the other team? The players on the Washington Generals that lost every single game. The players that had to go through the same exact routine night after night after night and lose with no hope of winning. An already scripted out game that would force the Washington Generals players to be the butt of every joke and the laughing stock poster child for the show. All in the name of family fun, right? Yeah, well, I was one of those players on the Washington Generals, and I've rarely told this to anybody for the sheer fact of, I don't want anybody to know, but now you do. I would say less than 10 people actually walking this planet probably know that I played for the Washington Generals, if that. So put yourself for a second in my shoes for this story. Visualize yourself going through this together with me. As you know, a kid growing up with one passion in life and basically his whole world revolving around it, it was basketball for me. I lived it. I breathed it. Everything. Basketball. You already know that. So now imagine this. Taking the thing that you love the most in your life, your passion or pastime that you really enjoy, it's painting, playing the guitar, whatever it might be, something that you really love and you put a ton of time in doing it seriously, now flip it completely on its head and let's say now that your passion for fine art or painting turns into painting stick figures that thousands of people point at, make fun at, laugh at, get their pleasure out of seeing your horrible paintings, even though deep down you know you're so, so much better than that. Inside you're screaming out that you can produce a masterpiece that will blow everyone's mind. You have much more in you, but yet you have to do the finger painting, the stick figure every single day, day after day after day after day, the same constant Groundhog's Day grind. Now imagine that you get invited to go on a tour for your paintings. Well, at least you'll be able to see the world and it'll suffice for the terrible daily monotony and depressing finger paintings that you have to produce, right? But wait, those amazing cities you're going to see actually turn into run-of-the-mill hotels, bus directly to the arena, and then on to the next city. You never see the outside. You never see the city. You rarely ever see the sun. Oh, and imagine that on those bus rides and at the event, there's a group of people who you know are facts. You are a better painter than but yet they're celebrated. You know you can produce so much better work, but they're celebrating the others, a.k.a. the Globetrotters. They are the ones that get the paint, the masterpieces. They are the ones that get the praise, the accolades, the preferential treatments. Not saying that that's what it means to you, but they're able to express who they are and what they love doing. And you know you're better than them. And this doesn't just happen a few times. This happens every single day, sometimes twice a day. The same exact setup, just in a different city. But you don't know. You don't know what city you're in at this point. It could be another city in Ohio of a hotel and a bus ride that just becomes all tied into one. And that's exactly what playing for the Washington Generals was like. Now, remember... This Groundhog Day stint with the Globetrotters took place directly after I was released from the NBA D-League. Literally, the league one step below the best league in the world, the NBA. How many people have gone nearly to the NBA to the bottom of the barrel Washington Generals? I'll answer that question for you. No one. So to say my ego was hurt? Yeah, that'd be an understatement. 
But I was sold a dream of being able to play high-level basketball every night with travel to great cities throughout the world with fans rocking the arenas, helping me prepare for a professional basketball career overseas. That was the sell. Little did I know this would be much more of a high school musical setup that you're embarrassed to be out there and not even want to tell your friends or parents and actually have nobody even know that you did it because you're a big put on your big goofy hat and your extreme speech stutter that you're doing in this play that everybody laughs at. Yeah, that's exactly what the Harlem Globetrotter experience was. So... It was halftime of a game, I remember this very clearly, in Dayton, Ohio. Yes, the beautiful city of Dayton, Ohio. Mid-December, nice time to be there. And I was fed up. Coming into the locker room after my main part of defending a globe charter and having to chase him around the court aimlessly, fall down, get my shorts pulled down, and on top of that, have a bucket of shredded paper thrown on me. This was the water joke that they thought made people think that there's actually water bucket of paper. And I had enough. This was the 21st day. Yes, 21st day in a row that this had happened. Sometimes on the weekends, we'd go twice a day. And I could not take it anymore. I couldn't go through another half of the game that I loved being tarnished and thrown in my face and me being the recipient of everyone else's humor and enjoyment. It was decided in my mind I was going to beat the Globetrotters. No matter what it took, I was going to beat them. That Never happened, guys. The Globetrotters never lost, but I was going to do it. It was my mission. They literally hadn't lost 24 years, 8,829 games in a row, to be exact. And I was about to end that. I'd been fed up and I'd had enough. Now, in these basketball games, the rules are slightly different, okay? So they're just so happens to be a four-pointer, a very deep three, closer to half court than the actual three-point line. And I had a tendency to enjoy shooting these shots, and I would get hot from time to time late in the game, but then they would make sure the trotters would pull away at the end while, of course, making a mockery of us generals. Not tonight. When I checked in the game in the fourth quarter, four-pointers were going to fly. 6.49 on the clock, I looked up when I checked in in the fourth quarter. The number is burnt in my brain. Trust me. Trust me. More things of this is burnt in my brain, too, that I try to put out of it. But that number, I remember. I knew I would have to bide my time before I started hoisting these four-pointers and had to pray that I got extremely hot that night. And I did. Tonight was the night. Bam. First four-pointer. Nothing but net. Generals within three points. Next time down, another four-pointer. Generals now up one. I can remember looking over at the Globetrotters coach, with a, and he had a puzzled look on his face and mouthed the words, What the hell are you doing? The Globetrotters scored the next time down to set up beyond a chore- by a choreographer play to take the one-point lead. Timeout call. 2.56 to go in the game in our huddle. The Trotters assistant came over and said to our team, Take it easy. Play the script out. This is how we make our money. You know there's no damn chance you're winning this game. Too bad. I was winning this game. I was sick of the monotony of the Groundhog's Day. Sick of basketball being being thrown in my face in a mockery. It's on. Back to the game. I picked up 
where I left off and chose my four-point opportunities carefully, knowing if I shot too many, though, they would take me out of the game in fear that I'd actually beat the Globetrotters. I'm actually kind of amazed looking back at it that they didn't take me out of that chance, knowing that I might go rogue, which I absolutely was. Down two with just over a minute left, far closer than any game had been this late in the game. The play was set up for me to catch the ball and act like I was going to make a cool crossover while allowing my defender to steal the steal it and go down the other end and throw the ball off the backboard for an alley-oop. Basically a game-ending play, followed by the most annoying song that ever lived and still gives me nightmares, Sweet Georgia Brown, to an extended dance on court where even the crowd came out as part of the celebration, making us look like absolute fools. Too bad. I had different plans for that night. As I went to crossover, instead of putting the ball out in front of me so the trotter defender could get it, I quickly pulled it back closer to my body, and he completely whiffed, getting all air and stumbling out of the picture. Now, wide open on the four-point circle, I let it fly. Literally felt like a slow-motion shot made made for a movie. And I hit it. I hit the front of the rim. And it rolled in. One point lead for the Generals. Everyone on the court was shocked. The Globetrotters cursing at me as I ran back down court. My teammates on the Generals are really having no idea how to react other than just looking shocked with complete amazement on their face. Timeout called by the Trotters. 39 seconds left. I get pulled. I get chewed out. Trotters win. I leave the next day, quit the Washington Generals, hand in my uniform, forfeit my check, or peanuts would probably be a better term than check for that scenario. And I'm not saying quitting is a solution to a problem or a difficult situation, because it's not. I believe we develop a lot of toughness and a lot of grit and character through sticking through something that we might not want to. If you start, you finish. You've heard it before. But when it's our lives, when it's a loss of another precious day to something we don't want to give our precious days to then it isn't about developing toughness and grit. It's about not wasting another day just because we feel like we have to. We don't have to put up with the Groundhog's Day of our lives. We can choose our own journey. That is our superpower, choice. You can use that superpower every single day. It's not going to happen overnight, of course, but in the consistent votes for yourself daily. In the passion we want to live our mission, we begin to escape Puxitani filling his Groundhog Day hold on our lives. Sure, we will have the monotony of day-to-day, the routines. We will have those days, weeks, maybe even months that feel like we're we're basically running in quicksand. But we know we are on a mission. No matter how big or small that mission is, we are all on a mission. And that knowledge and the action on that knowledge is what allows us to find our pleasure in the daily grind. It's all a mindset shift. When we make the power of choice that we are on a mission, it's no longer a daily grind. It's a daily find.